Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or Internet wannabe Masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Yep, we're doing this. Well, that gives us anyway. an excuse to, to not run as long. Welcome to episode 275 of the After Lodge podcast. Sorry we're uh, a few minutes late to uh, you brothers in the the YouTube waiting rooms. This is After Lodge Harlan. Joined, I think, uh, his camera is missing again. I'm here, man. I don't have a camera. It's it's in the pile of electronics over in the corner. Computer parts. I just assembled the necessary. Special office space. Uh, Lord... Producer, worshipless producer Bruce, host of the After Lodge podcast. Yes, thank you. Past master, some other titles that I didn't make it's, up. Yeah, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't really care about titles. Yeah. I uh, moved my computer. You're Mason. You care about titles. Don't tell me that. Office. <laughs> right. Well, it's you know, back to I have to. What the fuck, Bruce? We've got uh, rare John. Howdy, duty. Yeah, that, didn't, uh, that didn't sound very priestly at all. Yeah, I'm not very priestly today. Today sucked rocks. Drink more. And Jamie, the man of the hour that we were keeping all of you waiting on. I'm sorry. Finally made his way back from wherever lodge. he was. Oh, you were lodge. at lodge. This is my after See, lodge. that's the only acceptable excuse, Jamie. Wait, you left After Lodge to come to this After Lodge? Well, we don't have After Lodge anymore. Uh, We can't, so we don't have, we can't sit and socialize in our building at this point. So I guess we could go somewhere else, but. Sit outside your building and socialize. That's pretty much it. That's what we do. Yeah. In fact, I think we might burn a picnic table this weekend and stand out there and do that. That's not a bad idea. We can all come on the After Lodge podcast and talk about nothing for a couple hours. Well, you know, it's the what same thing I would do. Watch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, talk about I mean, that's yeah. that's the point. But yeah. it's memorialized to be used against you later. Here, that's <laughs> recorded um, forever. So Bruce recorded is, and kept. Bruce Except is getting a fancy new office. Did you? Uh, episodes. Did you get a promotion, buddy? Yeah. No. No. If if anything, I got a demotion. Um, so and I was going to say this. You're in a closet. On the show last week and the week before that and the week before that. Uh, Kim and I are pregnant, and yeah. I am rearranging all the rooms in the house to create a new bedroom. The hell you say? Don't give up your space. <laughs> My boy was born. That's how I ended up running a law office from a laptop at the kitchen table for like two years. Well, you know, oh, it's weird. honestly, like I'm not losing anything. We had basically two family rooms in the house, one upstairs and one downstairs. The family room downstairs is now becoming a bedroom. And it's going to be about twice as big as our old bedroom was. So, oh, you've got good all the way around. You got space. I guess that works. Yeah. Now, we lived in that little three bedroom spot. I mean, you've been to my 
old place and mm. uh I had my office in the in the one bedroom and the wife and I slept in the other and my daughter had the third one and life was good until we found out the boy was coming had another kid and then, then you made I more was like, life. well, it's fine. They can share a room when they're little, which went over like a lead balloon with the wife. And uh, <laughs> I ended up selling that super, super wonderful, big, heavy cherry office set that I loved so much and filled that entire room. Um, and I sold my PC. You know, it's funny you should talk about that. I was just telling Kim yesterday about the couch that oh, I yeah. was going to buy off you all because <laughs> Harlan was like, hey, Bruce, I, I got this couch for sale. Maybe you want it. It's a Bruce, pretty decent like, couch. You. Not even going to charge you anything for it. Just all you got to do is rent a truck and come out here and pick it up. I rented enjoy truck. the spiders. <laughs> oh, Harlan rented the truck. That's right. Yeah. I just had to come out there and help. He moved into the spiders Pretty I know, but the couch, the couch is still been in that house. Therefore, now oh, it, no, he's no, just is, handing on the spider problem to Bruce. This is, this that couch house. went directly to the curb yeah. when I showed up to help move it into the loading truck. This was right. my house. That is this not house. a couch that I would wish on my worst enemy. This couch had never seen uh, never the seen light of day. Um, well, it was it was used when I bought it, but it was a big sectional. The pro- it was microfiber, and it was that weird, like peachish color microfiber. And, and that's why that- we were, that's why we were talking about it. We're buying a new couch, and she was looking at one that was microfiber. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't care I've how good. In the beginning, microfiber looks. It never right. lasts. You can never mm-hmm. clean it. Eventually, there's always that nasty, yeah, yeah. dark stain on it just from yep. people sitting on it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Makes you feel Just better. Your couch naked. Left that couch at the curb, and the kids next door packed it into the garage. They hung out and smoked pot in, and as awesome. far as I know, it's still there. They probably so caught syphilis, syphilis off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you so, saying that Harlan had syphilis? No, no. nobody in no. Harlan's house does, but that couch absolutely did. <laughs> well, it does now. You're, you're talking about teenagers in the local neighborhood hangout <clears throat> garage with no parents around. Yeah, there's there's syphilis on the couch now. Yeah. Um, it's got the syphilis, the hiv, and and yeah. everything else. Yeah, that thing's a claptrap. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had to sell all that stuff. We we got rid of the couch, and then eventually I got a little desk, like like a I guess a small one of those old like roll top secretary style things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the boy got old enough to walk, I moved from the kitchen table to that, so I could you know have my files and stuff not colored in cool crayons, which maybe the judge would think was funny. I, I don't know. No. Um, so when we moved here, and I had this glorious space again, and I had to start over, um, and I've been working on it. This year was finally the year I was going to get like a real PC again. Uh, well, not this year, last year. And the first step of that was to, uh, you know, find a nice graphics card because that's always what I build a computer around. Around, yeah. <laughs> and I started this process in like because it's always the most expensive component. Yep, still don't have a graphics card. I gave up. <laughs> I bought a laptop and no, just figure. forget about it. Um, Why? Well, just because like the parts of everything are just that hard to find now? Is that yeah. is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was wow. on like these stock watchers for a while that you can find like these uh, Discord bots and other things, and they'll be like, uh, "Hey, they're stock at this place," and then you you are you have it all saved up, like the bookmarks are there. You're already logged in. So you're like before it finishes saying card available here you're already here and it's already gone wow and uh it's it's been i i 
realized how stupid it was at some point and then just stopped. Uh, I mean, it's got to end at some point, right? Or are people all, always going to be upgrading? I mean, it's... Well, I don't know, because like, if the supply we, issue... We assume tomorrow, the boom it, is for cryptocurrency. I think part of it... I think most of it is that, yes. But I think it was also the pandemic. Everybody was at home, and they had all this free money from the government, and they were wanting to... Well, I mean, it's at home. Same reason you can't find a PlayStation, right? It was, right. People are stuck at home. They want a nicer gaming thing. Couple that with NVIDIA making the, the biggest dollar for performance improvement I think I've, I've ever seen. Um, those 3000 series cards are just, it's insane. Uh, really? Um, and compared to what you had in the last generation, dollar for dollar, like the performance difference is astounding. And you... So people were upgrading who don't normally upgrade. Like most people will ride a card out for four or five years. Mm-hmm. The 3000 series was coming around. And if you were into games, you were getting Didn't matter one. what you had, you were getting one. And That's then I think the that. other thing was the chip shortage had already started and AMD and NVIDIA didn't want to tell anybody. So they just shipped out less product than they normally would. And then, of course, you have the retail arbitrage types, you know, the get rich quick people who are following whatever YouTube guru on how to sell people stuff on the Internet. Mm -hmm. That's what they do is they go places and find things where there's a price delta and snatch them all up and resell them. Um, They knew the graphics card thing was coming, (laughs) too. So all of those factors kind of swelled together in this perfect storm of you just can't find one. And now that's made a backlog of people. So even if the supply issue was resolved today, I don't think you'd be able to like go to a micro center and buy a graphics card till probably not even this time next year. Uh, But I don't know what's going on in the world because I just found out today that NVIDIA has launched like the next series. So they always do the whatever card plus. So the 3090 has 24 gigs of memory. That's crazy. That is nuts. They just released. Last time I looked at a video card, eight gigs was a lot, and I yeah, like like yeah, same here. Yeah, but that's all. I mean, you know, four K gaming is going to be a thing, right? More, and you just—it's how it works. I mean, we we don't want to sound like Bill Gates and say nobody's ever going to need more than five twelve K. Five twelve (laughs) K. I remember those days. I was building machines back in the Pentium one, Pentium two days. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that uh, first computer we had in our house was a gateway and it came with 10 gigabytes of hard drive space. Nice. And you were like, oh, my God, how would you ever fill 10 gigabytes? What am I going to do with 10 gigs? Yeah. (laughs) And then I upgraded Microsoft Office to like Office 2000 and it ate up like 600 megabytes of the hard drive. And I was super pissed. (laughs) Yeah. Big chunk of my drives, just Office. Dude, the new Call of Duty is over 100 gigs. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, well, I thought that's been a thing for a while. hasn't Hasn't World of Warcraft been like a hundred? It has been big for a while. Yeah, when I played, it was big, and that was quite a few years ago. I remember when it came out, it was like four or five gigs, and that was big, astounding for a game. Like, yeah, uh, well, that was until you played it, and I don't think anything was ever that epic before, or at least not that I played. And then it was, like, oh. and then you were like, Oh, I know why it's four gigs yeah, because this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this just tops everything. 
At that time, yeah, there was nothing. Like I played, I played it before there was an expansion. Before like there was no yeah. expansion. <laughs> I was in the uh, I was in the beta. So oh, wow, the classic beta. Back when I was still rocking a Mac, and it wasn't even trying to catch the next cool thing. It was just, hey, here's a game that's gonna run on my Power Mac because mm-hmm. you know I had Halo, and that was it. Um, and so when I found out World of Warcraft was going to be available on the Mac, I, I got my hands on it as quick as I could. And, and that was before I was trying to be pretentious. I had that Mac because I was working for a company and they gave it to me. Speaking um, of the uh, Burning Crusade classic released oh yeah. yesterday, <clears throat> it's crazy to me that Blizzard is still making this much money off a game they made Sell 10 that. years ago. Yeah. Well, you can do that if it was if it was good and it brings back the nostalgia. If Square hadn't screwed the pooch on their Final Fantasy VII remake, and I'm they just sure didn't. they made a bucket off it, still they did, they did, and they would still be making money off of it. That's it the thing; they'd still be making money off it. Yeah, if it was still if it was good, it, they'd still be making money like, off instead it. Instead of trying to make a new game with the same theme, if they just remade the game, like upscale the graphics and just give people the same game, right? Uh, they would they would eat it up. Warcraft's the same way. Like nobody, people thought classic. I thought classic was one of those people are just being nostalgic. They don't actually miss that because the game was kind of terrible when you Man, look at it from today's standard. I played it and I played it for a lot longer than I thought I was. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna buy a month and then I'm out. And I played to like mid thirties, and I was like, oh, this is happening again. I so need I to don't delete think- my account. I don't think they planned to release Burning Crusade again because they figured they it was didn't gonna be a thing that would putz out and right. then it never did. Like people are just still doing it. And then there was a big feud about what are they going to do with the expansion? Cause there's a lot of people that don't want it. They just want to keep playing that original world of Warcraft as it was. And you still can. I, th- I mean, honestly, it's just like the people want the difficulty is the only reason to play the old ones. It's really the yeah, only reason. Was. Yeah, it was, you know, you yeah. didn't get a mount until a lot later. Money well, was a lot harder to make. Right. It, Nowadays, it, you get like a mount when you make your character, and for whatever reason, they start at like level 100 just because. And I tried it for, I guess, a, it was probably about a week around the holidays because uh, that, was, that was the last time I played a video game before this StarCraft round this weekend. And uh, it was, it, it feels a lot more casual. Like I would play it if I had time because it, yeah, no, feels more chill. Like there was less going on because it was a social game, and so the game itself didn't have as much to it because it was, you know, people who were really super into the game, they were scheduling raids and they were optimizing builds and they were Mm -hmm. running their guilds and they were campaigning for something or another. And, and the actual, you know, slaying boars and doing dungeons was a lot less of the game. And it was a lot more chatting with people on Discord and, right, right. like, playing with your friends. Right. And so when I go back to it now, it, it just feels simpler. Like, hmm. I, I tried playing the, not the current expansion, not Shadowlands, but whatever the one before it was. Um before all this pandemic stuff started and that was what i remember coming back with like i lasted like a week i was like it's just it's just too much (laughs) like um i I enjoyed the i'm gonna go go out and do this loop mine for two hours 
collect some. Kill things. fifteen boars and get one eye, and I need three. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch some YouTube videos or Netflix or whatever I'm behind on. And I'm gonna have a nice drink, and I'm, I'm just gonna chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can see it being alluring for that. In fact, if I, I went that back, with Diablo three, if I went back, I'd probably play classic. Um, and I, I can handle it. I can't. I can't handle Eve. That's the game I'm never allowed to log back into. Uh, it's like crack, right? Once you started, you'd never get out again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got out, and then I went back, and then I had to choose between finishing law school and playing Eve. And I wish I could tell you that was an easy decision. Couldn't you? Can, can't you just go back to Eve in like ten years when you have a bunch of money and just buy some really big ship and make up all that progress back? Probably. Okay. But <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Work towards that. Well, yeah, that's my that's my retirement gig. That's, that's Harlan's goal. <laughs> retirement plan. Retire and be a space is you... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so... I think I loved Eve for the same reason that the WoW Classic thing was there because the game itself. I mean, there's a lot to it, but it's it's very. Slow paced, monotonous. So a lot of it was, you know, you've got your your corporation buddies and you're on Discord and you're shit talking about whatever's on the news while you're waiting on something to kill. So, yeah, maybe I'm just not, not a real gamer. I mean, that's honestly that's what made a lot of WoW Classic great is like playing with people again. Once, once the friends that I had started playing classic with again left, that's when I stopped. Honestly, but I mean, it doesn't have it doesn't have like of course yeah Discord. I guess you can you do audio chat there, but the game itself, it's all type chat. So I mean, yep, it's it's hard to play in chat. I found when I played. Well, yeah, but I think everybody who played for any length of time was you know they were on Discord or Mumble. Yeah, Discord's or pretty standard. Yeah, we didn't have Discord back in my day. Everyone was on Mumble. Oh, I forget what I was using. It was um... I always used Steam Chat because I had Steam up anyway. And why would I add another program? I think I was in a guild that actually used Skype at one point. Which right. yeah, mine had to do with Skype or something else because there wasn't. Guild was well, it, it, there was no Steam, Steam at the time. <clears throat> Say again. Yeah. Yeah. There was no Steam at the time for me. Like I couldn't use Steam Chat. There was no such thing. Uh, Steam's been around a long time. Okay, well, I didn't know it existed. Seventeen years now. Yeah, well, two thousand four was was when I got started in it. Seventeen years. I don't ago. know if I'd heard of Steam either, or maybe I hadn't heard of it because I the Gaben has always existed. <laughs> uh, that damn Mac. That was back that was, in the early days of Counter Strike. That was still the best computer I ever owned for its time. <laughs> the old, the old Power Mac with the Power PC chip in it. I'm yeah. Talking about. Yeah. Never had one, but I know the machine. Uh, it was, it was fantastic. So Bruce said Counter Strike, and I got all excited. <laughs> yeah, that was the game I grew up on, man. There's a game that's still around. There was a, uh, there was a place on my on the bus ride home from high school. That was uh, basically a big land center back before those were a thing. I say big, that there were no big ones back then. Uh, and it was like eight brand new computers, which at the time were all probably $3,000 computers. And I'd stop by there all the time on the way home and 
play Counter Strike for like two three hours. It was awesome. And then I get home and I'm like, man, I wish I could play Counter Strike. You know, there was a <laughs> and, bar and my, my computer in- could run about aim and that's it. <laughs> there was a bar here in town that. God, it's probably been 10 years ago now that was trying to get off the ground. It was called uh, Gamers or something, Game something. But it was supposed to be a bar for gamers since like everyone else had their own space. And it was this weird mixture of a bar and an arcade I mean, and a land center. Well, hold on. There's still that big one in town that has like the pinball machines and stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. about? They've they they've done so well. They made a opened a second location in across in 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 the next state over. Oh, and I said the road name. Damn it! Uh, out on the the main the main drag in Hippie Land is where the one I'm thinking of was. Uh, I've been to the one that Bruce is talking about. That was a yeah. Other than the randomly weird guy seeing weird shit to pick a fight with a table full of 12 guys. That's a smart thing to do. Did you get in a fight while you were here? No, I did not. You would have known about that. <laughs> you'd be the first person I'd call for bail. Bruce took him to the pinball place because he couldn't go to the Irish one. <laughs> John would uh, figure I out. Wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a lot more chicanery you guys would have to get a helmet on for. Right. Take John to the loyalist Irish and throw him in the middle. You mean to blow up your town? <laughs> We've got both sides here, John. There's a very large Irish community. Nobody's perfect. Western Pennsylvania. In fact, I would, I would dare say it's one of the largest communities we have here. Um. Ooh. Sorry, um, my oh. Montreal Canadiens are beating the Winnipeg Jets three-one. I'm I'm pretty happy about that. No, oh, I thought maybe you got another delivery in the mail all of a sudden. No, I didn't. But I got to show you guys. Look at this shit. Hold on. Oh, here we go. I've never heard the after effects of the last one. Right? I believe no, I, I asked Jamie to keep a detailed account of how that there will weekend be vid- went, and there I will be video log. That. There will be video log, but the weekend never happened. What? No. Oh, look at her go! Oh. The cat didn't eat that one. No, or this one, or that little one there. So May 7th, May 13th, May 7th, but a different strain. So it's growing real slow. Hmm. But so simple. I like this whole everything. All the seeds are going to be female, and they're going to grow, and they're going to yada, yada, yada. And it's great. I like the fact that you're doing that up there. Yeah, it just sits in, I, I, it, it's in front in this window on the window box in the daytime to get sun, like right in the main road. Everybody can see it. You know, it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Take it at night so it don't get stolen. And then they have to go to bigger pots and the same thing. Put them away at night and they don't get stolen. That's it. <laughs> the sun and water from the hose does everything else. On oh, the wind, I, this is something I learned. You have to make sure they go into the wind. They need the wind for their stalks to start uh, harden up. If they don't oh, have yeah. natural movement, their stalk will get too soft and they'll fall over. Hmm. Huh. So what I'm hearing is the uh, the next. I feel that problem. The next special <laughs> thing is going to be. So she has to blow on it for you, does she? <laughs> no, it just takes a stiff breeze for. Just <laughs> saying, the wind doesn't hurt. Yeah, better. Yeah. Uh... 
Go ahead and get a uh, get a wind machine there, buddy. You got a, so, you got a kid on the way. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor guy. <laughs> it's got a little while to wait. So I got I got to spool up and spin up my uh, favorite angry past master Jewish attorney. Tell us about what's going on in Reddit. Uh, I know I said I was ready for this, <laughs> and then here we are. So, um, my best guess <laughs> is that around the time I was leaving Reddit out of anti-woke protest, um, maybe a little before and after that, I, I don't know. I think everyone that we remember from the Reddit days also left Reddit in that time frame <laughs> because it's not the same place um, at all. Uh we started the, I guess it was over the weekend, uh, when Chuck shared a complaint that was posted about another podcast who the, the writer was complaining was <clears throat> downright hostile towards men of faith and went so far as advocating that if you belong to a traditional religion, you should be blackballed because masonry has no place for that. What? Which made me scratch my head and say, okay, that sounds like something that particular podcast would say because it's everything. Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. if, 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 if it angers that podcast, this is a podcast that's been around for a long time. Yeah. By a Not guy as long as us, but a long time. Who speaks <laughs> at conventions, Masonic and otherwise. A guy who's There's money. Written, a guy. And he says yeah. that religion has no place. In well, masonry. I didn't hear the organized actual, religion. So I didn't hear the show, right? Because okay. I I can't. That show's like a trigger for me now. I, yeah, I used yeah. to listen to it and I just stopped. So and then but the point is that that's what this guy was complaining about. And you would expect with the Reddit that I remember that there would have been a sea of comments about, oh, don't mind that guy and his fake wokeness or right. know, Freemasonry is all about morality and strengthening your religion, not destroying it. And all, all, of, all of the classic tropes that the old would have thrown out. Mm -hmm. And there was none of that. It was a comment C full of people backing this stance of we're esoterically woke and have no place for Christians and Jews and whatever. I, I, so as Chuck was recounting this, I was in disbelief. I say. At some point, I said, I got to go see this for myself. So the other day, I made my first foray to the Freemasonry subreddit since Reddit's woke breakdown back during the election. And I was like, while I'm here, why don't I scroll through and see what's going on with the old stomping grounds? And I came <laughs> across this post from a guy who was asking for advice on where he could get a good copy of the Zohar to take his obligation on and that his lodge was willing to pay for it and he didn't want it to cost them too much money. And that one made me pause because uh, the Zohar, I, I don't want to assume too much. So the Zohar is a, a Hebrew Aramaic work that is the first written published thing about Kabbalah and I realize that there's this whole Western Kabbalah movement and it's, it's popular. So 
I I thought, okay, that's a little odd. Coming from my perspective and, and knowing what that book is, it's not it's not a scriptural book. It's a it's a mystical commentary on the Torah. Oh, but okay. I thought maybe this guy got a hold of one of those like borders from the the occult section that Borders Bookstore used to have. <laughs> I spent my fair share of time there trolling through stuff. So I thought maybe that's what he's talking about. Like there's some English thing called the Zohar that embodies you know, some occultic idea of a spiritual path. And when I go in there, I realize, no, that's not what he's talking about at all. He's talking about the book that I am familiar with. And what a weird thing to take your obligation on. And I was expecting again, the sea of the old Reddit guard to be just pounding this guy with what the hell's wrong with you. That's, that's not, a book of scripture, like nobody's religion is keyed off of that text. And what I saw instead was a bunch of guys actually jumping into this, doing the one-upsmanship about, well, why not this book instead? Because I'm more woke or more occult or mysterious. My favorite and the one that got me screaming and throwing stuff and ranting on Slack was the guy who linked to an Amazon page where you could purchase a nice leather-bound, gold-gilded, you know, copy of the Zohar. It's a, and to make it more esoteric, it's a Hebrew or Aramaic translation of the Zohar. In English. And people were, were not, not into ink, like they were, the book was Hebrew Aramaic and he was calling it a translation because none of these guys have ever opened a book on the subject, English or not. And I became convinced that that's what was going on. This guy didn't know that he was trying to take his obligation on a commentary in a language that maybe he's seen the tetragrammaton in and that's about <laughs> it because it was on the cover of something. And, and that, that's what's going on. This is this is just that, like I I want to appear occult and woke and cool, and I've never opened a page of any of that, and I'm I'm like the last guy to call people's strange faiths into question because I'm an oddball myself, and like in my other lodge, there's there's a handful of Buddhists now, which always makes for interesting dinner conversation when you're talking about masonry with Buddhists, but. They're guys who I can recognize without knowing much of anything about Buddhism beyond what you learn in a comparative religions class. That's enough for me to tell that these guys have at least opened the works that they're talking about. <laughs> so I, I like to think I've, I've got a good, a good bullshitter radar when it comes to matters of religion. Like, I don't know much about your religion, but I know you're full of shit and I know more about it than you do. I encounter that a lot when I'm dealing with Baptists here in our town, but that's a whole separate Really, <laughs> They're astounded when the Jew knows more about their scriptures than they do because they've never bothered to read them beyond to the, read their own. Beyond the, the choice verses, right? The the John three sixteens that got quoted on their uh, international commentary that we were talking about before the show. You guys know the one where like the 
the text is like this much of the page and then it's surrounded by like all of this commentary in Comic Sans font as Bruce pointed out with uh, <laughs> I guess he remembered that particular Bible. Mm. But you, you can tell if somebody has who's putting on a front and who's you know just got religious ideas that are different from yours. And I'm all for forging your own path and your own spiritual journey by, you know, learning things and opening a damn book, not buying expensive copies of a book you can't read and you've never looked at an English translation. So, so and you have no idea what it is. Shocking all your lodge brothers at how mysterious and esoterically woke you are. But more, more back to the point. Where was the Reddit swell that like swallowed this thing? Like, I guess everybody left when when we did. Like the the Tiki mentioned on the the YouTubes because he's not he's here in our YouTubes that uh, that's what I get for leaving. So you left too. I blame you too, Matt. We we've let the uh, Reddit community turn into something, which brings me back to the question I asked earlier. Did we do this? And by we, it's the royal we, like this podcast and others um, and the old guard that was on Reddit. Because we spent a lot of time... Progressiveness. Yeah, we spent a lot of time like beating down the old guard of the craft for their backwards, racist, and, and otherwise not Masonically okay ways. Foregoing the good qualities they have. Yeah, did we did we forget to mention that the only reason we care enough to complain about those other things is because the core of it is good stuff. Right. Maybe we should have said that out loud instead of assuming people knew like the landmarks of Freemasonry. That that's what we we've been ranting about. We want the craft to live up to who we say we are, which means not Mm -hmm. judging men on the basis of their race, religion, or creed forming the union of brotherhood uh, with our brothers from every country wheresoever dispersed about the earth, not sticking our nose into what they like to do with their, in their bedroom with other men, women, or multiples of each, right? It, 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 it's, I don't we've been like advocating that. for that. We never advocated for dropping the ban on atheists and irreligious libertines. And, and then that leads to admitting women and, and dogs and cats living together. Man. At some point, the lodge turns into a. <laughs> and it... what happened? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> is there this many people out there, or is it just they're only on Reddit, and the rest of us are still normal and? Doing I mean, even if there are discouraging religious people from joining, is absurd to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know to give like what are you there for? To give our our colleague in podcasting the benefit of the doubt. I didn't listen to that particular podcast, so I'm going just on the grounds of the complaint and the comments that followed on uh, Reddit. Right. Seems Which like makes me think that's what he said because there's a whole army of Reddit trolls that were backing that up. Yeah, seems like Chuck's not here, and the guy's a podcaster and. Masonic author and Masonic speaker and everything else. Um, and if that's indeed the the idea that they're putting forward, you're a f- um, 
because what it, it it goes against every the base tenets of of the craft and i agree i don't care what you believe in just as long as you believe in something higher than yourself that's that's it and if you're going to exclude based on what type of belief well get out some jack boots and arm band and get ready to start goose stepping yourself in the lodge then because that's exactly the kind of shithead you are I mean, it's we've been railing about the whole masonry is a Christian organization thing that was popping up in Florida back around the time the show was starting. And that's not OK. This is the same thing. Yeah, like, it's, it's the opposite direction, but it's the same thing. Like that's that whole woke insanity about punching up versus punching down. Just stop punching. Like, it, ah, yeah. So it, it's. We're, we got our we got a whole YouTube chat going now. Of uh, Tiki says we need to get get Tom and Nicker Buddy back. Where where is the past master? I thought he was like he's around Reddit, and and I would never see Reddit without that guy. I'm, I'm, um, I might be able to get him on for a show. Yeah, Cherzganowski's out there somewhere, uh, but not on Reddit. Line to him. Well, and if we get Nicker Buddy on here, we're gonna end up shelling him for hanging out with the other guys. He doesn't really do that though. He broke oh, off from them a while back. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll show I'll show Nick when I when I get my way up uh, as soon as I can find some way into your town without crossing that bridge. Um, <laughs> Don't trust the bridges. Not that bridge, no. Yeah. Uh, I will I will have to drop in on Nick, and, and we'll <laughs> we'll show him up there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be handy if the Mothman would have show, shown up and warned us about it, but he. Was too busy hanging out in Ohio or wherever the hell it is. Yeah. So was this like, time last week, was like fifteen years ago now. You douche rocket. It, it has been that long. Yeah. Is it still too soon then? No, that doesn't seem like too soon. Definitely yeah. not. Uh, I mean, when are our kids going to have like nursery rhymes about the? Uh, Minneapolis Bridge. <laughs> Northern bridges falling down. Yeah. down. I guess we just call it the Canadian Bridge because you know once it gets removed far enough in culture and people don't realize those are separate places. I mean, we are on very distinctions. Right. That that's like somebody like me trying to figure out Ireland, Scotland, and England, and that they're different places. And it's like, yeah, if you say so. Yeah, um, but kind of. Okay, yeah. buddy. From Canada, us. Canada, Minneapolis. It's you know you get somebody down the road and they're eh, <laughs> Minneapolis, Canada. It's all the same thing. N- n- no, no, Minneapolis and St. Paul are two entirely different cities. See, you're you're stuck on them being different cities. It that is. that that's true today. People don't get that today. Like that's it's a hyphenated name, buddy. Yeah, like to yeah, the rest yeah. of the country, it's <laughs> Minneapolis dash St. Yeah. Paul. It's the same place. It is. They are night and day different. If I if I'm gonna fly up there, and I go buy my <laughs> ticket, the ticket will say Minneapolis dash St. Paul. So he's got a point, John. He he might be right there. The yeah. rest of the world says it's right where the cities come together in the south, east, and west. In fact, it's called the Twin Cities. But the only people who say cities plural are people from there. To everybody else, we just refer to the Twin City. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, 
Bruce, it's like us trying to pretend that we're somehow different from the folks across the river. Like everybody just oh, come on now. that same area. Or up in the mountain. I've been keeping yeah. that illusion for well, we pretend 30 plus years. So we think okay. it's a big difference. Our, our, we won't allow our children to marry children from the other side oh, of the river. God, no. But, but the, rest, <laughs> the rest of the country, they just look and it's, it's the same city. Same. They're like, y'all, are, it's the same city. It's so I mean, they can think that, but they've never been here. Right. Well, that's what that's and that shows John's in John. John's up there with with the twin cities. And it's like that. We got got a river separating them like you guys do. Yeah. John wouldn't let his son marry somebody from the other side. It's people like that where it's five minutes and the difference in the place, like down towards the northwest end. You got Tignish. Remember the guys I told you I used to used to always come down here and fight with us when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got Tignish. Just before you hit Tignish, there's St. Louis, and it's like a it's like five minutes between. So people that live in St. Louis, you can't say they're from Tignish. They freak out. They're from St. Louis. Yeah. So, and that's and and you're all we're all Hicks. If you live on this little island that I live on, we're all different layer of Hick. That that's well, really all we are. Jamie's <laughs> coming from the the largest scale case of this phenomenon, where people outside of Canada don't realize there are different provinces of canada it's all just one place it's just canada yeah. you're a canadian the provinces are so darn big anyway there's so few of them like but when i talk to people from canada and they're you know i'm from this part of canada and that's like a completely different world from this other part of canada but to the rest of the world you're, you're all canadians like we it's like saying someone from california is the same as someone from detroit yes people do that uh, that, I guess that happens to the to us with the rest of the world. I'm astounded when you meet someone from another country and you they find out you're an American and they can't understand where your cowboy hat and spurs are. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, America's a big. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, big freaking place. This is it's like us, right? You span a whole one side yeah. to the other of a continent. It's a big spot. You can't. No, yeah. we're not all the same. So I guess this problem is just so it's all relative. It's where you're from, and you look at everybody else as being the same thing. Everybody's this, but that's the point, isn't it? Everybody's the same. Maybe I'm I'm looking across the river symbolically, <laughs> saying no, no, we are no, not the same. But we act the same way here as you do there. Uh, yeah, you guys look across your river at the other state. I look across the river at. Wisconsin and want them to stay over there. Did well, yeah, no, I'm not that cruel, John. I wasn't going to bring Wisconsin into the mix. That's uh, cheeseheads. They're a whole new level. Is that they're, they're even lower? Is that the is that the poor poor Wisconsin? I will never forget. I've been I've been to Wisconsin exactly one time in my life. I was on a business trip in Green Bay, and I will never forget that trip because the whole point of going somewhere on business is you spend the day doing whatever deal it was you were trying to do. And then, you know, whatever, in this case, you know, I was going to another company and usually they play the good host, right? And they're, they're going to buy you dinner and drinks and they're going to take you around their town and show you, you know, when we get people from New York at, at the big, the big company that come down here and like, I'm, you know, I'm out and we're, we're taking them to some spot on, on a local alcoholic manufacturing tourist trap. Never mind. Um, you know, I take them there and like, you know, we, we do stuff like that's that's just how business interchange works. So 
I went to Green Bay, and I'm expecting this to happen. And and I w- at this point, I would have even bought like you know what's Green Bay got going? The Packers. Like, I dude, I want to go to the stadium. You're shit out of luck. Right. So I thought, well, okay, we'll probably end up doing something at the stadium. I, I don't know. Or no, there's there's nothing. So we're at this business hotel, and forever miles around it is just nothing. Like we ate in an Applebee's, and we we then we went to the hotel bar. Like there's <laughs> there's literally nothing in this town. <laughs> no. I think no. I thought like by the end of the week I was like, can I get? Is there like a fancy cheese curd place where I can at least get like some some it unique is, like cheese curds? It is now a you just frozen just, as port town. I mean, went the, to the went to the grocery store. And, go out, nothing goes on. Picked up a bag of cheese curds to take home to say this is what I got from Green Bay. <laughs> um, that sounds about here. Yeah. Well, I, I, I yeah. I, so, I guess the fact that I've never been back because there's never been another business opportunity there means I must have been at like the one company that exists in Green Bay. That it, that it totally exists there at all. That's it. Everybody works for them, or they don't work in Green Bay at all. They have to commute to work. <laughs> yeah, that was and that was a long time ago too. This was like two thousand six or seven, I think. So it's been a long time. Maybe it's grown since then, John. Is there is there like stuff Maybe. in Green Bay now? I mean, I I've, uh, I haven't been to Green Bay in Probably since the Clinton administration, now that I think about it. So that means there's nothing there because nobody has to go there. I realize every time I go to... You're either going to Green Bay or not because it is like, it's far flung enough where it's not like, oh, I'm going through Green Bay on my way to... No, that's not how that works. It's surrounded by lake. So you're going to Green Bay or you're not. (laughs) There's no on the way to... Yeah, No. That's like that's like going going to PEI. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna drive up the south side of the island, cut through, and then go off the north to wherever. That don't, no, no, because <laughs> you got a ferry on at one end, you can drive off at the other. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know it's you could still do it like that if you really wanted to. But once you're gonna once. you're gonna stop you're gonna stop yeah. though because there's <laughs> enough stuff to look at in the way. You're gonna stop when you get here. You're done. Maybe I'll have to swing by sometime when I when later in life my retirement gig. I want to gonna. I'll never talk my wife into it, so I have to wait till she runs off with the mailman or something. uh, The never talk her into coming to the to a different country. No, like uh, doing the doing the living in a van and exploring the the continent thing. We've 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 talked about it, and. One day I'll, I'll get there. I just need technology to get more advanced, so whatever thing it is that she can't handle about the idea will be fixed. Right? We've already got to the point where you can have, you can have, you know, indoor plumbing and hot showers and. Right, but to be fair, she's an RN. That's kind of a hands-on location-dependent gig. Oh well, no, this would be, yeah, this would be a like non-working thing. It's probably my retirement gig after we. Send the regrets off to college. After paying for college, I won't have enough money to pay for this house anymore anyway. So then, you know, the van becomes much more attractive. I was about to say, if you think about, like, if you tried to do it now, you'd be, like, similar to what my wife did when when she was a kid. Two parents 
and five kids, though, in one RV from PEI to British Columbia and back. Yeah. I I can't do the RV thing anyway. I, I, I grew up in a trailer park, and an RV just feels too much like that home. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It, it's, there's something about the van where it's like, this is a van. Like, it's not a mobile home, and I don't know why that feels different. It's still gypsy life, but it feels different. <laughs> it, it, it's a hard-body tent now. Because it's a van, it's more like a hard-body tent. Yeah, like, I, I I don't live here. Like, I, you know, I have an apartment in a P.O. box somewhere. Like, this isn't my home. Uh, I've got a very warped subconscious from, well, growing up where I did. So, uh, which was where I was going about Green Bay is a lot can change. And every time I visit my parents, I'm reminded of just how much can change in 10 years. Like that old town. Sometimes it doesn't change. That's what it, that's what it reminds you of. No, that's when I go back to West Virginia uh, and realize that everything's exactly the same as I left it. Um, But the, no, the the little town here in Western Pennsylvania uh, that my folks still live in where I went to high school, like, it looks nothing like it did when I was there anywhere. Even the, even the schools have all been like rebuilt and expanded and the, the farms that were there have been replaced with industrial warehouse districts. And um, there's the, the, the little winding country road that you used to take to get back. There is a four lane highway with all these traffic lights now. And it's all been in like 10 or 15 years where it's gone from, Hey, there's some cows and corn to this is the this is the closet of our metropolitan area where because there's an interstate and it's a straight line to the airport. And so all these companies are like, hey, there's cheap storage and labor. So we're going to drop some warehouses here. And the local government was like, oh, it's tax revenue. Let's encourage more of that. And then that's what I tried to do. Yep. So wow. now you drive through this industrial hub to. Go see my folks. Now, where they are, it still looks the same. But to get there, that town is is all... It's not a quaint little uh, western Pennsylvania suburb anymore. Just warehouse and, warehouse and industrial building. Lots wow. of semis, lots of multi-lane highways and big traffic interchanges. and Yeah. Which, when we do our big fair thing down there... Um, you think there's all this business, so like getting some community engagement and sponsorship and stuff is is easy, but it's it's not. Those companies spend all their PR money on the towns they're actually from. Right. So, you know, Amazon did that big uh, ice skating park thing. Not here. Um, like this is just cheap storage and labor. Like they, we're like the closet of all these <laughs> multinational companies. <laughs> You just throw so, our shit over here and forget yeah. about it. So when you oh, show up accurate. and you're asking for a thousand dollars to, you know, do this, you know, concert and carnival for the local community, they're like, God, ah, don't call us. We'll call you. Um, well, we don't actually care about your town. And the moment the taxes become higher or the, whatever the bean counters say that it's, it's cheaper to move somewhere else. We're just going to leave all of you high and dry and go there. So enjoy your gerbs while they're here. Yep. Just shut off the water and the plant on their way out to make sure. Uh, they're, it's so 
predatory too because it's i never thought that i don't know if i want to call it a living wage because it's probably not i don't know what the definition of that is now but there's something about offering a high school kid three times what they would make working in fast food like high school kids are supposed to or at the mall or wherever that's right you're like hey high school kid come on in here and we're gonna pay you twenty dollars an hour to work in our warehouse and then, you know, you lure these kids out so then they don't go to trade schools and they don't go to college and they don't do anything else. And then they turn around and it's 20 years later and they're still working for $20 an hour packing stuff because in the warehouse. And, and at the time, you know, like, you know, you're in high school, you're 17. Like that's, that's big shit, man. You can buy a car, Good money. the car, take your girlfriend out on dates. And then they just like lull you into that. Uh, and I don't know, maybe it was like that before, I guess. Like, you know, you could take up the family farm. I, I don't know what it was like before. Uh, but those places were starting to crop up when I was in high school. And I remember a bunch of my friends who were getting jobs there. And it was, it was a big deal. Like minimum wage back then was still, I think, five fifty an hour. This place is paying $16. So, you know, they were, they were going at it and I thought it was great. And now I talk to those same friends and they're still working there for the same wage. And they're regretting that they didn't go off and do that apprenticeship that they were going to do, but they didn't want to take the pay cut. Exactly. Like, cause you know, when they were going off to be a plumber or welder or whatever, they're not going to make $20 an hour like they were in the warehouse. And so forget that. And then it, yeah, it's like, it's like a trap. Like say they should have done that fast food job in high school at a lower amount of money makes them want to achieve something better. Right. Or, you know, do the warehouse job and then like responsible warehouse company says, Hey, work for us. Like a certain shipping company does and we'll help pay for you to, you know, we realize working yourself. in our warehouse is a young man's game. And so part of your compensation package is we're going to help you. There's a nearby progress. college that we're going to pay for. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not only that, if they, they can, and, and, and they can see, they can look at people that they know are going to go somewhere and develop them with education and keep them and move them up. Yeah. I mean, like, like my brother went to work for uh, maybe labor unions are where this is in my whole view of labor unions is very complicated because I think they're a good thing until they turn into organized crime mobs, but maybe it's a union thing. Cause my brothers both went to work at a union shop and like, that's how union shops tend to work is you're going to come here and you're going to be a grunt and you're going to shove this shovel into a hole. But while you're doing it for your peanuts, we're going to teach you how to weld or we're going to teach you how to do carpentry or we're going to teach you how to do electricity and then, you know, you're going to eventually become someone's apprentice and then you're eventually going to, and there's, there's this progression path for the guys in the union member of society, not just a warehouse schlub. Well, I mean, we yep. need those jobs. I just feel like the way some of those companies that use this as a closet we need 20 year old people to have those jobs. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, is, is it incumbent on the employer to think about that instead of, you know, sucking whatever they can out of this person for the 20 years they're physically able to do it. 
I mean, and then just cutting them off and no. getting the next group. And most employers would say, no, they don't care. It's not their problem. It comes down to the ambition of the employee to say, this is not the job for one. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah. They will. They don't. But well, I get there's it, a personal it, responsibility angle, right? Like the mm-hmm. friends I'm talking about, you know, I have sympathy for them, but it's somewhat limited because I'm like, well, you didn't do these things because you didn't want to give up those right. paychecks. Like that. And they were, those paychecks aren't always going to be big enough. Well, they were making all this money and buying nice cars and doing nice things while I was eating ramen noodles and whatever free lodge food I could find to get through college. So like there's a limited level of sympathy, mm-hmm. but I also can see that the bean counters at these big companies were, they know what they're doing. They they peg that wage at exactly what's going to pull these people and keep them from doing something else. Mm-hmm. They figure and that out. They play the market. Is and, it? And they're just yeah. The only difference I can think of is it's it's got to just be a, it's got to be a union thing, like because the other places in town where you go, like they're they're going to they're, there's not this expectation that you're going to be a day laborer forever, and there there's a path for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I got on this, by the way. Oh, we were talking about my hometown and how it's turned into a closet with its experience oh, yeah. workforce. Um, yeah, but I go back there sometimes it's changed. So maybe green Bay has changed. It all started with green Bay. Yeah, That's right. Long circle back. I don't... Well, you know, Chuck's not here and we had some concerns that without <clears throat> him doing his Chuckiness, that this would be like a 15 minute show. Cause I only had that, that Zohar Reddit, what the hell happened to our Reddit rant? Uh, that, that, that was all I had tonight. I haven't been able to think about anything else Masonic this week. Cause Reddit ruined me. I guess it's a <laughs> Watch Lodge 49. Um, that's something I seen that ah! actually uh, through John watch, watch, watch Lodge 49. I've started watching it. Mm-hmm. It's not bad at all. I need to do that. Uh, what, mm-hmm. But I didn't want to buy uh, reviews. I had to buy some other package to watch it last time I tried, and I didn't want to do that. Cody, who's streaming it? I wonder. I'll I'm to, just streaming it with Cody. I've been wanting to watch that for a while. I read a thing about it. Um, I, but I all my TV time the past not quite a week. That's embarrassing to say out loud. Uh, has been spent binge watching the the next piece of Lucifer. Which is really what man? I tried to watch that show, but it was so corny. You got to get well, it is, it is corny being corny is part of its charm, but you got to get past. So, this show's been through some mutations because it got canceled and then acquired and went in a different direction. So, like that first season, especially the first half of the first season, takes some commitment to get through. Uh, yeah, because it was meant to be a weekly I didn't do that. It was meant to be a weekly, you know, like evening haha thing, like like another it was competing with NCIS and Law and Order and whatever other, you know, like weekly thing is there. And then they swapped out of that format and went more overarching with it. And then sometime around the second or third season when they got taken over uh by Netflix, they that's when it really came into its own. But I was hooked way before that. By the end of the first season, I was <clears throat> sad that I hadn't seen the show before. I discovered it when the pandemic started because everybody was binge watching the Netflix. And uh, 
I was like, Netflix kept recommending it to me because its algorithms know me better than I do. Um, and so I finally broke down. I was like, I'll give this a try. I ran out of uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul stuff to binge. Which I, I never watched Better Call Saul. I heard it was good. It was. <laughs> I, know, I, liked I, know. It. I liked it better. So I watched it first. Is this I was in Nobody? I don't know. I've never seen Nobody. Oh my God, you must. It was the lawyer from Breaking Bad. Did you watch Breaking Bad, John? I Well, despite the fact that I did look, look like Heisenberg for a little while, Just, I saw you, very little of it. You, you, you should go watch that show. So, it's phenomenal. That's the magic of Better Call Saul. I think it's the same guy. Is I had always heard people talk about Saul Goodman and Better Call Saul and whatever, but I'd never watched Breaking Bad. So I just knew this was some pop culture thing. And I watched this show, literally had no idea that it was even connected to Breaking Bad until like season four. Somehow I put the pieces together and I was, and that's why I watched Breaking Bad was I ran out of Better Call Saul and I wanted more Saul. And the only place to find Saul was in Breaking Bad. Okay, like he's not in Breaking Bad that much. No, he's not. It's a good show. It is. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think I've laughed as hard at a TV show as I did about that episode with the fly in the meth lab and the mm-hmm. hunting the fly down. Yeah, so Rob Odenkirk, the guy that plays Saul, is the same guy in the movie Nobody. Okay. I in that movie, watch it then. He's a good actor. That movie's amazing. But no, I, I eagerly await the next season of Better Call Saul as well. The, uh, the, uh, you know, you don't just need a criminal lawyer; you need a criminal lawyer. Lawyer, because <laughs> yeah. only a criminal knows how to get you out of it. He has right. a license plate says "lawyer" up. All right, so I've got a a, a Masonic gripe because it just got dropped into my lap. Oh, so here's the scoop. My York right bodies in, in St. Paul. There's been a debate by email going all day for my my chapter of Royal Archmasons, which email's not a spot to have any sort of constructive conversation, especially when it's a string of 136 people on the emails, half and a bunch of grands. Everybody um, replying all. Yeah, oh, a whole lot of it. And the funny part is, just got an email from a brother up here who we uh, we nicknamed Regrets because he'll commit to something and then it'll be like, oh, something came up. Regrets. Can't make it. Every time. Every time. Hmm. And he's a past high priest, past commander. Every time. Hasn't made a meeting physically that I can remember of in a couple of years. And even this past year when we were doing things online, I think he made one. And we're talking about doing hybrid meetings up here, like, because we want to meet in person. And the debates of, oh, do we still do hybrid? Do we whatever? First off, the logistics suck of doing a hybrid meeting because we can't broadcast the open and the close. You can't hear shit when you're dialed in because we meet in a giant, giant uh, lodge room. Um, and other problems like this. Well, so then I get, we get regrets here piping up about how, uh, we need to involve, we need to evolve with 
the modern era. We need to keep doing these things so people will be involved. We need to do these hybrid meetings because of uh, engages younger members. The future's here. Here's the problem. This dick face hasn't shown up to a meeting in like forever, digital or otherwise. And in the past three years, every office he's been elected or installed into, he'll do it for like a month and a half and then vanish like a fart in the wind. Including like, we're talking like secretary treasurer level stuff too. Wow. How do you deal with You just don't. Although yeah, that, you just never rely on them and never commit them to anything. That raises a think. deeper question, though, which I think is a good one. That's uh, funny because Tiki's still listening to the show, and I know he knows who it is, but I'm not going to name the guy because that'd be that's even a stretch for me. What is it, by the way, about the the northern Arctic lands and Australia? That draws them to the show. Um, <laughs> like there's there's like 10 whole people between those two regions. And that's like half of our audience versus the rest of the world. So that's nuts. Anyway, you have a good question though about the, uh, the post-pandemic Freemasonry and the embrace of video conferencing and electronic tools. And how do they fit into our fellow craft's apron? Um, except for you Ohioans, you can't put anything in your fellow craft apron because you wear it wrong. Is how do we keep doing this? Like, so there's been a thing more in religious circles than lodge where, well, I'll just come out with my own example because that's what I'm most familiar with. So, there's this thing with a lot of Jewish congregations about, you know, you, you don't use electronics on Saturday or you shy away from it. Uh, the more orthodox the community, the more hardline that tends to be. Except even like these conservative communities like mine have sort of bent that a little to do to do Zoom services during the pandemic and you start seeing all of these people who can't normally make it out in person for whatever reason. They've moved away or they have physical ailments that are keeping them from coming. And they're genuinely glad to be a part of things that they haven't been a part of in years. Is there a place for that in our lodge meetings? And what's the balance there? Because we've harped on the show many times about the magic of Freemasonry is in being there. And so we, we can't become a remote organization. I mean, how, how much time did we spend making fun of Castle Island Virtual Lodge? Right. Well, it's been a while. It's been since the last time Nick was here. Um, and is there a way we can blend that in? Should we? Um, like, our brothers who are infirmed or who can't make it out, they have access to the stuff now, whereas they didn't before. Uh, a lot of them acquired it during the pandemic. You know, you, you've got these guys, maybe it's a thing that the master has to give out where your lodge always has a video conference thing during the meeting. And maybe it's not for everybody, right? It's for somebody who we know can't make it. And we give you 
access to this. And that's kind of it. Like, think about, so you're right. A lot of what it is is about being there. It's about being with the brothers. But if a person has experienced that for years of their life going to Lodge and now can't and misses Lodge and just can't get there, but they do have access, like you say, to this type of technology that's only on after the open and after the close or before the close. I mean, there is some merit to that. Because we tried here with our with our Masonic villages, um, chartering a lodge at the villages that was mostly for the residents, but obviously it required you know brethren from the outside to make it happen, mm-hmm. and it worked for a little while until the novelty wore off, and then you had the residents who were living there, and. Everyone at well, there was some political infighting and some other stuff, like every lodge has. But that wasn't anybody's mother lodge, so people just faded out. You know, I, I'll put up with a lot of stuff at my lodge because it's my lodge. Mm-hmm. If I'm a dual member somewhere, I'm much more likely to just be like, you know what, this this ain't working right. for me, and, and right. go back. And that's sort of what happened. And so now those guys are left, the guys at the villages, without like this lodge that was catering to them. Was that the wrong approach? Like, what about this video thing? And no jurisdiction that I'm aware of besides civil has actually done tiled meetings. And maybe some of them have, and I just don't know that's what they're doing. But like when we were having to meet over zoom, it was to take care of lodge business. We didn't, there was no ritual. There was no, you know, lodge as we know it. I mean, you can't guarantee privacy or secrecy over any video client, but at the same right. time, like, if somebody really wants to spy on your lodge and they snuck in and hid, like, a microphone under a chair or something, nobody in your exactly lodge is going to find when that, sits in that chair. and disable it. Right. My point is, like, I don't know, it, it, at some point, yeah. I we, mean, we, we, don't we can start- only guard within reason. Right, we don't start lodge with a with a bug sweeping device like some right. kind of James Bond meeting. Like it's, and for that matter, you know, half the time the Tyler's not even at the door. He's out munching on dinner leftovers, or yeah, wow. uh, you know, there, there's we 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 let kids run around the lodge. We encourage guys that can't come because of childcare, and it's like, well, bring your kids. We got a TV and like just right, right. bring them. Just come. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, so there's kids out there. Sometimes there's, there's a wife out there. Like, like it's, it's not, well, yeah. Like Bruce was saying, we're not, we're not having, you know, military intelligence exchanges right. at lodge. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, I was asking the question cause I don't have an answer. You guys know me. If I had the answer, I'd be preaching it instead of asking. <laughs> um, I, I, We've got mixed feelings about it. Uh, it's enabled us to do some things that we haven't been able to do and reach guys that we ain't seen in a while. Um, maybe it's a maybe it's an after lodge thing or something. But I don't want to let go of of progress that we've made, where the craft has admitted. Well, outside of a certain southern state that took some time to get around to that, that technology exists and we should use it. 
Like you, you didn't hear about our predecessors refusing to utilize electricity because that's not how we did it before. Right. Like when there was air conditioning and power and whatever, like every lodge around was hooking that stuff up and making the best of it to the point that, yeah, they had sound systems. They had the fancy little light bulbs with a square and compass in them from the sixties that a lot of lodges still have. Because mm-hmm, they never burn out lights, and, and there has never been a problem embracing technology until I'm I'm not going to go on a boomer rant, but until relatively recently in our fraternal history, has there been this fear of taking advantage of changes in society and technology, and I feel like we we made some initial progress in that, and I, I don't want to lose it. Um, and maybe it's not lodge meetings. Maybe it's just other stuff, right? Business committees and uh, auxiliary groups taking advantage of this sort of thing. I suspect we'll see the Scottish and York rights using it before it's common in Blue Lodge. But I, there's got to be ways to keep taking advantage of this instead of just going straight back to, quote, normal and taking nothing away from the past year we've been through. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's got to be a learning experience of some kind. And we we've learned other things like you know the importance of sneeze guards over your food and hand sanitizer and importance of hoarding <laughs> toilet paper. Well, our lodge was doing that before it was cool. Uh, <clears throat> we, <laughs> we we go through a lot of toilet paper. We buy that stuff in bulk. Um, so when the toilet paper shortage happened, the only thing we had to do was go put a padlock on the cabinet. <laughs> I was about to say, were you were you one of the people on the side of the road selling it for? <laughs> yeah. It was a, we we. I you did joke, a fundraiser. I did joke with last year's master about this would be an excellent fundraiser. Can we set up a toilet yes. paper stand? Since we're not having lodge anyway, we don't need it. We we could pay our bills for the next year off that stash. And then he made a very wise and un un. It made me feel bad about my joke when he gave me the thing about we're masons we don't do that we we would be giving toilet paper to our brothers who need it not profiting off of a profiteering from it i was like oh oh, damn it (laughs) and i think we actually did that i think there was a couple i mean at least you know like set up a roadside stand that was like you know three ruffians toilet paper job butt wipe you know here (laughs) yeah no, we, we, we gave it to some folks and well some of it. We still had we still had like a year's supply of for what's worth in that place. Well we do somebody's got a contact at one of the local one of the local big box stores and so when it comes toilet paper resupply time, you know, there's a pickup truck with big ass boxes in the back that rolls up. Well, gents, I hate to say it, but I gotta go for the night. You right. probably should too. Yeah. Um, it hasn't it's been that, that long, but we started late because we were waiting on. Uh, Thanks for hopping on, Jamie. Well, it no wasn't problem, actually. Guys. We're glad you showed up. We were debating on whether the three of us could field it alone. As we learned, I got a story for next week. Hold on to it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's what happened. It's what I was doing on Wednesday last week. Okay. When the show didn't happen. So I'll tell you about that. All right. Hmm. 
it's oh. it's a five hundred dollar bill for me that that I paid today. So I'll tell you about it. Huh? Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, All right. Well, we'll see you, Jamie. All right, guys. Have a good night. We got lodge this weekend. Anything going on up your way, John? Uh, ramping up for a Grand York Rite session, trying to get things squared away for a commandery funeral in two weeks, and of course, communications key, which somebody lost the key, and now we can't start the car. Um, crap. I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm sure at the end of June I'll be in some sort of trouble. Ah, just in time. Yeah, it's my annual, like, go poke the hornet's nest thing. Although this year I'm probably going to have to be in, like, probably pretty laid-back form considering I'm Drew Spoon's chair and Grand Prelate and probably going to get appointed to Grand Chaplain of another body. So I just got to... I don't know. You've got more buttons to push now. It will be easier to... Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, I'm still... Well, like, I mean, to be fair, like, pushing my buttons. I already replied to that email I asked questions about online in a very uh, John-like manner? Literally, yeah. Like, hey, uh, whisper of good counsel, what's that over there? Axe handle kind of method because um, he's an idiot. <laughs> Love you, brother. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that in the most warm fashion. Nice Let's guy, see. absolutely hilarious. I love him, but he's as dependable as a as a as an Iraqi submarine. That's the no. That's the Freemason ritual way of saying "bless your heart." Is I yeah. love your brother. Yeah, we had a whole show dedicated to that yes. like a year and a half ago, and we just beat that to death. Um, I need some more. Yep. Well, uh, I gotta. Well, it's late now. I'll do it tomorrow. I gotta find Tony. Figure out where he's been hiding. I haven't heard from him in a while. I'm going to drag him to Lodge because I know where he'll be this weekend and he's going to be nearby. And if he's not there, I'm going to roll up and make a scene until he gets over there. Oh, he'll be there. <laughs> so, oh, no, I know he'll be over at the big festival thing and it's right next to our lodge. So I'm going to gonna roll up over there and get a megaphone or something. It's just the big annual festival thing that fills Well, we used to do two of them. Um, now we're only doing one and the city. So our city where our lodge is, um, is they're running that themselves now. And. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking more of the mammalian drag race that, uh, happens annually. I never remember when that is big hats, lots of people. Oh, um, that one. Yeah, no, that's in, that's, that's done past there, buddy. Okay. I can never remember when that is. Yep. Um, I figured it was earlier. Yeah, you're, you're a little late. <laughs> Probably don't want to do that in like July because there'd be a lot of things yeah. dropping dead in mid-flight. <laughs> That's not the time when you want to come here anyway. Uh, yeah, dog racing doesn't go so good in July. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if that's it, um, we'll end. Uh, well, it's not that early. We've been going for a while. Yeah. It's good to see the YouTube alive and well, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Look at that. We pop back on the air sometime. And uh, this will be the end of episode 275, uh, marked by the absence of our beloved brother, No Pants, of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published, and they are slowly being published now. Episode of the After Lodge. Uh, I done lost it. At www.afterlodge.com. 
Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with me on IRC once I get an IRC client installed again at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. And uh, you can find... You can find no pants, no pants on uh, Reddit. Reddit. Although I, after this week, I don't recommend Reddit for things about Freemasonry. We've got to find somewhere else to send people. Uh, so we'll do that, and we'll Lodge. see you brothers. Right. Yes. <laughs> Slatcha. <laughs>